This podcast is brought to you by Steve Motor Group, Claire Gawe. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, find out more at stevemotorgroup.ie. So, joined now by uh, former Not More Senior Football Coach, uh, Adam Malloy, and former Gawe footballer, Port Cunningham, and current Hepford uh, footballer, uh, Port Cunningham. Port, do you a good start to the Junior Championship any of the weekend? Yeah, we did. Uh, we've come up again as a tough physical battle against Saturn Rai, but um, yeah, it was nice to come up on top and get two points. What's it like, uh, I suppose, playing junior now after uh, dropping down uh, last year? Yeah, it's uh, obviously it's a drop in grade. Um, it's unfortunate what happened last year to us. Um, probably our own worst enemies, but um, yeah, look, at it. it's it's a stepping stone. Hopefully, it'll develop a lot of young players into our team and feed them through and It'll be uh, good for them to test themselves in adult football. Alan, you're at your uh, fair share of games over the weekend, you were saying? Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, thanks for having me on, Paul. Um, yeah, it's great to just not be um, have any kind of um, involvement, full involvement with anybody and just be able to pick your weekends and pick the games out and see, could I make this and could I make that and will I make it back for that? So... Um, the games I picked out at the weekend was I, obviously I live in Hedford and um, very in between Anna Down and Carla Strand I know a lot of the, bo- the boys so I went to Kenny Park to catch that double header and then I left there to get to Hedford for uh, Hedford and Athen Wright in the junior and I was meant to catch one other game on the Friday night the Dunmore Letcher Moore game and to be honest I wish I had I changed my mind at the last second and I ended up having a slight tip of my car and I put that down to karma for changing my mind from going to that game in Tune Stadium. So anyhow, nothing major, but a few a few hundred will fix it. But yeah, it's great, the club championship. Sure, I, I just love it. I, and next weekend it'll be hurling and then it'll be kicking off in Mayo. So it's just going to matches, watching, learning and just going and, and just watching and not having to worry about how you're going to do anything about these teams or you have to set up against these teams in a in a few weeks' time. So I love all that aspect of it. Right in saying you made your uh, Colcom debut for over the weekend? Yeah, I did, yeah. I was, um, was in Pierce Stadium on Friday night for uh, Mike Cullen on, on Spidia. Uh, it was a cracking game, to be fair. Mike Cullen are strong outfit. Uh, I think they were missing players like uh, Peter Cook, Sean Kelly, uh, I think Jared Davern as well is missing. Um, it's, it's frightening to think the strength they have. There's some class, class footballers uh they got the services of uh, Johnny Mooney as well from Offaly and Tullamore. He's a fa- fabulous footballer. Uh, he breaks the line a lot for them. Uh, he has another dimension, I suppose, going forward for them. How did you find the goal come? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Now, and uh, I was, I was kept well under control, anyways, by Tommy Devan, so it was great. Just on that, because obviously you see Mike Cullen uh, live uh, at the weekend, one fifteen to six, uh, as you mentioned there. They look like they're getting stronger, um, and they really did like issue a statement of intent uh, there at the weekend. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like um, we were. I was only kind of saying it afterwards. Uh, put up a score of one nineteen, like it was probably missing three, if not four, of their best players, like and uh, or their top players, and come out with a score like that and set a statement like that. We were kind of wondering at the start, would they be shaky? How are they going to react to the game? And they came out, and I think they had three points on the board after two and a half minutes. Like So they really stepped down. The big men stood up. Owen Gallagher, Niall Welsh, Desi Canadian, the forwards, brilliant. 
Then you had Paul Kelly doing the dogged work all all through the game. It was it was really a it was really a statement of intent, I thought, from Mike Cullen. And uh, I wouldn't like to be going into face in the next uh, round two. Neil Walsh Park and uh, Owen Gallagher, they really seem to be the two standout performers for them. Yeah, yeah, Owen Gallagher, I thought, was brilliant. He picked up a lot of ball on probably about the 60 metre line. He drove at the heart of the defence constantly and delivered a ball inside. And then Neil Welsh was very good himself. He got, he kicked some fabulous scores. The standout one was probably. The second half, 15 minutes into the second half, it was on into the breeze and outside the right boot and beautiful low trajectory kick into this uh into the town end. It was a great scoring out to be fair. And uh yeah, they they just they kind of they move the ball around well. They they're like there's no play, sometimes there'll be no play and they'd move and keep moving. And I thought Bone Gallagher was a lot driving driving forward for them. He was a big, big asset for them going forward. They really do already seem like Alan, they're gonna be one of the teams to beat already when you consider the players that were without at the weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've huge depth in the squad and they've built up a huge amount of experience now. Um, they have huge physical size and they have um, depth in their squad and depth in their management team. And I think winning a Connacht Club title was very important in their progression and they'll be looking to go further than that going forward. You were with not more. And as county champions, there's always this thing of managing your own um, because you've been on the road for so long. That's what Mike Cullen are doing now. They, they don't want to peak too early, but they still want to be able to put in these performances. Is that a difficult thing when teams are hunting and chasing after you in this position? Yeah, it, it definitely is. But I think the fact that there are a minimum of five teams and two of the groups of six teams in Galway as opposed to in Mayo there's only there's four groups of four um, where you cannot really like my Cullen could lose a game in the group uh, and it wouldn't be detrimental to them um, but if you lose a group in, in, in Mayo with the four teams and you're on the back foot you know you can't you kind of have to be at your best every, uh, every day going out um, but my Cullen, the one thing that they really have now is they, they have a huge depth of a squad and that was is going to be a major factor. Um, that's going to be a major factor going, going down the line. Um, I listened to your power rankings last week and when Barry was, you know, talking about teams and the power rankings, you know, he was, an awful lot of what he said was um, tempered with if such a one stays injury-free and if such a one stays injury-free. My Cullen are probably the best team to cope uh, best squad to uh, cope with the few injuries. You know, that, that would be my feeling on them. Is there, was there a noticeable difference for on Friday night between my Cullen last year and this year? It was still very similar. Um, yeah, like, they did, they, they just looked like the, the people say you lose hunger when you probably win a county title or you, they won a Connacht title last year, you probably lose hunger of it. They look like hungrier than ever again. This is this is what was the frightening thing was for me. I thought they were, I thought they were very good out of possession at turning over the ball in the middle third of the pitch, and that was a massive thing for Mike Cullen and getting scores on the board. It looks like they were as hungry as ever again, which is a worrying thing for a lot of teams that are in the county. Work as well on Spitter, like they're they're up against it at the minute. It's safe to say with the squad and the pick they have to lose two players like Liam O'Callaghan and Finian O'Leary like 
I feel like I'm referencing it every time when you mention on Spillale, but they're just two losses that, that a club like this can cope with. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Like on Spillale, to be fair, couldn't give a real account for themselves on Friday night. They were they even lost, I think, Antona Oli uh, during the week before the game and everything. So I, I think uh, on Spillale won't get bogged down too much about the game. They kind of say to themselves, our championship kind of starts now after playing by Cullen, being realistic. So they probably will just look to get probably as many lads on the pitch training, getting injuries, getting clean-up injuries and try to... And I know obviously losing uh, Liam Kelly and Finino Lee is a massive, massive loss to any... be a massive loss to any club team, not mine, that's video. Liam O'Connell, uh, he showed in patches while he was drafted into the Galway senior panel, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was their standout player for Antibidgeal. I thought on Friday night, he uh, he drove at the Mike Cullen defence when he could in the first half. I know he was going into a strong enough old win, but um, he, he was he was actually a bright spark for them. I'd say going forward, they'll probably look to get the ball to him more, utilise him a bit more um, in the later rounds of the championship. Uh, game in Group A, uh, Alan you mentioned you're at it in Kenny Park, and I don't think James. St. James is coming out on top. Yeah. Eight points to one four. It, it was by no means a classic, really. No, it, it, it wasn't a classic, no. But, I mean, I, I'm, I can be fascinated sometimes by low-scoring games and, and how they managed to achieve that and, and, uh, and all of that. But I just think that um, a draw, maybe Anna Down deserved to draw, missed a few frees at the end. I know James has missed a few frees as well. But just the last 10 minutes, I just felt that I kind of could feel that James has believed more that they were could shade, shade this by a point. And I don't think Anna Down um, believed it. I just, for whatever reason. And um, yeah, it was, it was a fascinating game in a lot of ways. But um, for me, I, I just think, I know a lot of the Anna Down lads, you know, they taught some of them in Hedford, but I was just writing down today, out of the last, Anna Down are going to have to um, rebuild. And I was just writing down today, that they've lost the three Cairns brothers. Uh, they've lost Kieran Duggan, Connor Maloney, uh, Connor Scully and Owen Reddington. Now those three last two, those three of those players are out and out midfielders and some of them have played inter-county. So they're a huge loss to Anna Down. Um, I don't know what's coming um, to replace them out or underage and all that, but it could be a difficult group campaign for Anna Down. But in fairness to Alan Glynn, if he gets the time now to, he has two weeks now to really kind of knuckle down, work together and, and get a kind of an attacking plan where they can at least score enough that they're able to defend to, 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 to see the game out. Um, you're not going to win a game uh, scoring 1-4 um, and they just need to really go after that I think um, but again they have lost so many players that they're, they're, in a, they're in a time of where they just get a win from somewhere but the most time you back against them is the most time that they, they, they will grab um, a win like that and um, just further on that game J James's um James's have some real good uh, young lads coming, but I thought uh, Johnny Duane, now I'm no, by no means an expert on all the personnel playing clubs in Galway, but I thought Johnny Duane there really showed massive leadership for James's the last day. 
and the younger lads around them responded to it, you know. And um, also the number 11, I think he's Nolan. Um, yeah, Jeff Nolan kicked some terrific scores. He did uh, off his left, but and all, but also in the first half, he the ball was kicked into him in the first half, and, and, and he was very unlucky not to secure it or maybe not to get a free, but it popped up out of his hand. It was very difficult conditions between wind and rain. And it ended up in the back of the net down the far side. Damien got a brilliant goal, great long ball into Damien. And um, took on his man in and buried it in the bottom corner. It was a great goal. But um, I think that um, young Jack Nolan then, he came out of the second half. He was like a man possessed because he, he, he was probably thinking, if I'd only held on to that ball. And uh, he kicked the scores. And I thought Sam O'Neill showed great leadership at the end as well. Stepped up. Um, kicked that score at the end that really ended up being the last score of the game I think if I'm right um, and they definitely have young young lads around the place that um, you know are, are well into it and will, will track up and down that pitch and um, but I still thought just maybe Anna Down maybe deserved a, a, a draw out of it um, but if you only score one point in the second half you know so for me Anna Down it's, it's all about just getting some forward play going and and lads getting to know each other and trying to create some some activity up front that's going to lead to uh, a lot more scores. I think defensively they looked fairly solid, but it's that getting from attack to defence or from defence to attack and kicking enough scores to win a game. That's really where it's at now for Anna Down. That was that game. Similar to Alan Borch, you obviously know a lot of the Anna Down lads. Is their problem, and it's, it probably has been over the last few years, Frankie Burke, obviously, and Damien Comer getting the majority of the scores, but scores just coming outside of that. Is that why they're struggling at the minute? Um, yeah, like uh, it'd be along them lines. Like you kind of you look at look at what how Anna Down do. You're usually looking at how Damien Comer, what he kicks or what Frankie Burke kicks for them. I think, like more as Alan says, going forward, they just need to get lads uh, attack and play more, develop more, get up and forward, and like lads need to start backing themselves probably more, develop. Like you're not going to get better by training twice a week with your team. You probably need to go down yourself, go to the pitch, start kicking scores. Like it's a, it's something you can do yourself in your own time. Probably for Anna Down, you do think that they need to just rail in together now and become a tight-knit group and just try and pick up points on the boards. Like uh, go down, work work on attack and play, a lot of attack and play for them. As Alan said, like 1-4 is never going to win you a championship game, unfortunately. Is that hard now for you there's there's a lot of negativity around Anna Down at the minute because this was a game they're expected to win. Is it hard now to turn this around? Do you think for them? Mm, no, I don't think it is. I think there's a there's, it is a great uh, bunch of lads up there. Like they'll, I think they can rail in together and they'll put their heads down. And to be fair, they're not men that's like they would leave no stone unturned. They do train hard. They, uh, they go to the gym. They, like they're they're all top men in, in regards of their disciplinary to the. GA. So I, I, I do feel like if they rail in together, sit and probably put their heads to it, they, they could uh, turn it around for Anna Down. And as you mentioned there, James is uh, Alan, like even when we were doing the power rankings, we were talking in previous years, James's have showed inconsistencies where they're on and off, but it just felt something that's different on, on Saturday about the character they showed. Um, yeah, I think they grew into the match, really. Um, I think they kind of showed a bit of belief, you know, and of course the wind, they, they knew they were having whatever wind was in it in the second half. And 
Yeah, they definitely did, yeah. And they had lots of energy and lots of energy going forward. They weren't afraid to make a mistake um, going forward was, was, was probably what I would say. Um, they'll be delighted with that result, um, I would say. I'd say they'll be absolutely delighted to get the, to get the two points on the board there. Um, yeah, and Johnny Dwen with the leadership as well. I, I mentioned it before. It was very important to move a lot of young lads around the place. It's very important that you have Cam Hayden. Even at one stage, I noticed um, James were attacking on the left-hand side of the pitch and Johnny Dwan came from deep and came into the line. And if the um, James's player had spotted him, he was just bearing down on the D. It was just a pop-hand pass over the, the and a down defender. And Johnny was, wasn't happy that he didn't get it, you know. Um, but yeah, they grew into the game. They showed massive energy and they stayed calm and they, they kicked their scores. And yeah, that's that's basically it um, for James's. Uh, I've seen Barry had them at 13 in the power ranking there. And yeah. I just, yeah. They, 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 they've moved up a bit. I think, I think everyone's going to be fascinated to see where Michael's there this week. <laughs> After, uh, much of the last week. Uh, I, I, I thought Barry was harsh on Michaels now. Yeah, I think I everyone he, thinks that. Yeah, I, I, I thought... Yeah. for that, all right. Did he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Michaels, um, to me, have obviously worked on defending correctly and breaking out at, at massive speed. And that's from listening to the game the last night that I was... I meant to go to it, and that's and I didn't go to it. But just from listening to it on the radio, like that, when they when they broke up attacks, they were attacking in fours and fives, and they have a few uh, nice young players that have played underage or Galway, and they have a few old heads as well. So um, I thought Barry's power ranking on Michaels was 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 harsh. Now I'd have them up four or five or six spots, no problem. Yeah, no, they, they do make a big jump, anyways. Uh... This, this week, um, the power angles obviously yeah. out um, later today. Just on the other game um, in that group A, uh, Milltown just getting over the line against uh, Lechermore and in by two points, 11 points to nine board. Yeah, so I, I only got a brief report on this game. No, I didn't hear anything on it. But um, yeah, like, like the wind probably played a big factor in this game. It was in Pierce Stadium. So you can imagine the wind was blowing from the left to right there and you're looking out at it and it was just... Straight down, I'd say it was a game of definitely two halves. Uh, Milltown kicked off, went off into an early lead. I think there were seven points to three up at half time, and uh, pushed on. And it looked like Letchermore coming back into it and going to level, going into the last four or five minutes. But Milltown kicked the last two scores. I think I think they won at eleven nine. Um, this is a, it's a massive win, a good start for Milltown. It's a you, there is a young team there. There's a lot of old experienced heads, but there is a lot of young lads there coming through, like the likes of Niall Costello. Liam Costello is probably one of the more experienced players there now, and Owen uh, Mannion in the corner forward. Like it's a good, good team. Uh, they'll be delighted to get two points on the board. Uh, and for Letchermore, they were probably just unlucky. I know Mattis Barrett wasn't available for them. He's still travelling. Hopefully, they'll try to have him back for the next round. But Letchermore just have to put their heads down now and uh, build forward for round two. Where Where do you see uh, Milton Port? Like in re in regards because you mentioned there it's a young team and they are trying to balance it. But there seems to be a good balance there at the minute too. Yeah, there sure is. I was up in. Uh, I was actually I went to see them play in a league game against Anadown. I was very very impressed with them. 
in terms I of... I was beside you that night. Yes, actually, yeah, you were beside yeah. that night. But I was actually very impressed with them that night. They, it looked like Anadown had got a run on them and then they uh, kept kept going, kept keeping the scoreboard ticking. Then eventually just got back into the game and I think they drew it in the end. Um, like the, I was very impressed with their forwards that day. Like uh, like they all backed themselves to the score. Then they have Mark Hare coming in, who's a comfortable free-taker. Uh, Mike Martin, and then they had like so. I, I would like obviously there's a there's the crop of the top four, maybe five at the moment that we all kind of looked at, like the Curfin, Mike Cullen, Montpellier, Myla, and so till. But they're not far off that. But they probably still believe themselves there is another twenty twenty five percent of them to get get up to that level. They they probably even are after. The Anadown result as well at the weekend, Alan. Yeah. Within Milltown, they're already eyeing the second spot now. Absolutely, I I tell you, I I'm very I was very impressed with Milltown's forward play in the league the, that league game against Anadown that night. It was a cracking game of football, to be honest. It was so enjoyable. Um, but they have four or five forwards that they only know one thing, and that's take on their man and go at the goals, and. They have a lot of pace. Um, now, that was a summer's night, hard ground, you know, hot evening, the whole lot. I think they cause a lot of teams a lot of problems. Um, they have uh, Jack Cran then. Is it Jack Cran? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Cran, yeah. Yeah, Jack Cran then coming from deep. And they had a very young fullback that night as well. And he was good. He's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Terence Godwin. Yeah, yeah. yeah Terence Godwin. And they had just seemed to have a good blend of, of youth and pace and direct football really suited to summer. You know, so as the ground stays hard, there's plenty of running and that. I think they will cause um, a lot of problems. Again, squad depth, if two or three of their key men were to get injured at the same time, like most clubs, then that's when they're going to be tested. It, do, it does already feel like Lettermore obviously coming up short. It was probably a game they were targeting there. Um, but like as Bork does mention, like Matches Barrett to come back into that fold definitely will uh, strengthen things. But that was probably a game they were eyeing up to get over the line. Lettermore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. No, no, definitely. That, that was one they would have their eye on. But I suppose, you know, um, the, this time of the year, it, it's it's amazing. If you go around to you know all of the clubs, like have two seem to have two or three fellas a, a, away at the moment. I just think the extra game or two in the Galway Championship just allows you to for that first game. If one or two are away, it's it's not going to make it or break you. And of course, um, when he comes back, you give them a massive boost. You know. So that group uh, stands at the minute. Uh, Mike Cullen, top spot on two points, uh, Spear, goal difference. Milton second on two. James is third on two. And then Anadown fourth. Uh, Ivana Lettermore fifth. And uh, Spittle, uh, bottom place at the minute. Anadown, Lettermore and Spittle uh, all sitting on uh, zero points from uh, the opening round. Um, group two, uh, the, probably the performance of the weekend, really. Um, Curfin 3-10. Um, so tell Uncle Cara six points. Uh, poor active. They've, they've issued a statement of intent. Uh, Kerr Finn are well and truly back. 
Yeah, definitely. I was, um, I was, I was last week. No, I was, I was obviously I was doing a preview show with Barry, and I was saying they're probably the dark horse team for me. I think uh, just getting players like Liam Silk was away for the intercounty season. He's back now. Kier Malloy back, fully fit again. Then you have the likes of Jason Leonard, uh, Jack McCabe was absolutely outstanding for them. Then you have Ian Burke to come into that fold. Like there's a, it's a team there that's looking like it's brewing and building to be. Some someone that's gonna give Mike Cullen a good rattle. Jack McCabe at the weekend day you mentioned him. Some people would have heard of him, but there probably is people in Galway who didn't hear him at the weekend and comes along and scores one three. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's that's the the beauty about Curfin. You might not hear something about some player and then they come in, score one four, one five, and they go, Who is this fella? But uh, to be fair to them, they've all they've been known for doing this. They've done it for years and years. They've had players after players like that for them. So like it's it's not really a surprise that it's who Curafin or it's not really a surprise to to anyone in the county at the moment. I presume like everyone else as well, Alan, you were impressed with them over the weekend. Yeah, I was. I, I obviously I wasn't at that game, but uh, it was a good friend of mine at it who does a lot of analysis of games and stuff. And he just said they they looked like the well, he said a number of things, but in terms of Curafin, he said that they were really really ruthless. They got two goals right at the beginning. Um, very early on, they were so rootless. They kept the scoreboard moving then. And he said they just looked to have a real um, proper blend of, of youth and experience um, that were gelling very, very well um, together. Um, but then on the other side of that, he just says to me that um, the report I got there, that he just didn't know how, like, um, had Salt Hill kind of, you know, with the shadow box and did not want to show their hands. We know they were missing players um, and all of that. But I think that anyone who thinks that Salt Hill won't be around in the later stages uh, could be very wrong because they... Is this, they get, a, is this a good thing to happen early on in the championship because it's so fixable with the way the group is formatted? Um. I definitely think it for Salt Hill, it definitely is a very good thing to happen early because also it focuses minds in management and it focuses minds in players and it uh, it probably strengthens the connection between coaches and managers and players when coaches and managers are, are saying we need to do more of this or we need to do more of that. Well, the evidence is there because we just got blown off the pitch by, by Curry Finn with a lot of uh, young players. So yeah, if this is going to happen, it, it needs to happen early. You know, it happened to us in 2021. And I tell you, we were different. You know, we, we used it to our to our strengths and we were a different team um, after it. You know, you can only have one slip up and in, in the in the Mayo Championship, there's only four teams in the group. So definitely early on is when you want these things to happen and take the, take the learnings out of them and really get to the pitch and work on those things. Um, and it will stand you in good stead then for the rest of the championship. Especially the manner for uh, Saltel conceded the goals, like it, it, it was particularly from a defensive perspective, very easy for Kirvin. Yeah, it sure was. Um, like we can't obviously. I know it's it's the first game, and I, I don't really want to be talking down on them. I think I think Saltel were missing too many key players to be honest going into the game. Like the likes of Rob Finnerty is a massive, massive asset to Saltel going forward. All their forward play kind of goes through them. He's their main link man, I suppose. John Mara then was a massive loss as well in the middle of the field. Like when you take two massive players like that out of 
out of a Southfield team, I think uh, it comes back to, it kind of says to me, they were kind of nearly saying it was just shadow, but that doesn't take away from the class of Corrafin in the game. They obviously got their goals early, kept the scoreboard ticking. They are, they are, uh, like they will be very impressed with that. But I think for Southfield, it's, it's just about, as Alan said, getting down to the training field now and putting the heads down and working hard, I suppose. With the return of Kieran Malloy, it, it allowed Dylan McHugh to go to midfield and it's probably, it's it's not really something we've seen, but it's like Dylan McHugh definitely does seem like that player is comfortable to play in the middle of the park. Yeah, definitely. He looks like a player that's comfortable playing any of the middle of the section parts of the field, like in the half-back line, <laughs> half-forward line, midfield. He looks comfortable. He is very comfortable on the ball. He seems to make a lot of, even if it's just an easy pass, he makes sure it's 100% of the pass. Like it's, it's He's a very... He's a footballer with that plays the game very knowledgeable. Like he's, I, I, I really enjoy watching him play as well because I think he is a very talented footballer. And you mentioned already, Bart. You think Carvin are truly going to be there this year? Yeah, I, 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 I sure do. I think they're going to come back into the fold. I think, um, I, I still do see Mobile Mala as well having a say in it, but I, I it's, it, it is going to be one of the top four teams for me that will come out of that. I think. That will probably be lifting the county championship at the end. Um, Currafin just looked more dangerous. They look hungry, and they, Kevin Johnson would have implanted his game plans and his systems on on them by now. And he has a, a, a knowledgeable help of Brian Silk there as well. So he's uh, they're a team to be to be feared at the moment. I think. Alan, you were at the uh, game on Saturday, Burby between Uchtred and Castran. Yeah. For the first fifty minutes, I was like, "This is all too easy for Uthred." And then Galatasaray come with these three late goals. They don't score any points from play. Just, just a bit of badness. But I know Uthred nearly threw that uh, victory away. But I, I was really impressed with them at the weekend. One hundred percent. It was the kind of the weirdest finish to a game I think I've I've, I've ever seen. And. You know, I was watching it there. There was three minutes to go. I was, I was obviously, I was out. It was three minutes to go. I needed to get to the car to, to get to Headford for the, the junior match. I didn't want to get caught in traffic. So I started working up to the gate up in uh, Kenny Park. Uh, it was 12 points to two. It was, I don't know, minute 56 or 57 or something like that. And uh, ball floated into the square, ends up in the Ukhtarad net. And then I wanted to get go, so I, I left. And by the time I got to the car and turned on the radio, there was another one gone in. And it was just really, really weird. But on your point about Uchtarard, I was very impressed with, with Uchtarard. Um, because I saw them playing Hedford in the league earlier on in the year. And actually, probably Hedford should have won that game. Um, they were very unlucky not to get anything out of it. You know, they had a few chances at the end. But Uchtarard were ultra-defensive that day. And I just wondered... Uh, what were they going to do in the championship? But um, Alan Murphy, and I know him, he'd be shrewd and he had the great soccer background and having managed soccer teams. I'm sure he has looked at the fixtures and decided which are the games where they're going to play a certain way and be more expansive and really try and um, score enough to win a game. And what are the games where he needs to keep the score down for as long as possible and stay in the game. I, I'm sure he's all that homework done. And to me, looking at that game the last day, 
I was extremely expressed with Uchter, uh, impressed with Uchterard's attacking play, um, especially the amount of deep runners um, that were coming from the back. Like I think the two Carl Strand, two of the Carl Strand full forward line. I think in the first half they had to track their men to the edge of their own D three or four times in that first half, and Uchterard um, um, got scores. Octorard should have had two goals in the first half. Two brilliant saves by yeah, in a band. Point, yeah. yeah, point blank, 1v1s. Um, it could have easily been 2-6 or 2-7 uh, at half time. Um, but Octorard um, to me, and Barry alluded to this when he was on the power rankings, that it's Alan Murphy's third year in the management. And obviously they're happy. And Obviously, they're comfortable in their own schemes and what way they need to play for certain games. They all know their roles, whether which way they have to play and, and, and what their role now involves. And I was very, very impressed with their, with their attack and play from deep and their runners. And they had a lot of energy. On the other side of that, Carlos Strand of a new management team, finding their feet, trying to find a style of play. And like it actually, in preparation for, for this evening, I, I know, like, here in the Hedford, Calistrand, and the down area, the, the amount of players that have gone, but I just made a list today of the amount of Calistrand players that have played senior championship in the last two years that are now gone. Rory Glynn, Shane O'Brien, Alan Morris is injured, Eric Monan transferred, Ushin O'Brien gone, Kane Darcy gone to Dublin, Shane Nally gone, um, Gary O'Neill, Stephen Riley, Joey Mahan, Brendan Murphy, Barry Lee, Rory Connor, Connor Faulkner, and I don't know that... Um, did Cormac Band play in the last two years? But they have lost all of those players. So um, there's two ways they can look at this now. They can chuck in the towel, which I know they won't do, or the players that are there now and the young lads coming through can step up and find a way for them to get uh, points on the board. Um, I suppose if they can start the, ne the next game the way they finished the last one, uh, it'll leave them you know, in a good in a good place in that game and, and whatever happens after that. But they just, they just for me, I would have to give Uchterard a lot of credit for, for um, the way that game panned out. For 57 minutes, I thought they were outstanding. They have a few lads, um, the, the two cornerbacks want to come up the pitch and join in. The wing forwards are full of running. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I don't know them all by name, but I know a few of them. And because I haven't been at many club games in Galway over the last four years, but they just really have threats coming from everywhere. They're nice kickers of the ball. They can shoot from distance. Um, they're blessed with, I think, the two or three goalkeepers um, that can come out and play out the field. At least they did the night they played Hedford in the league. They had fellas that could come out and make the extra man. So, um, yeah, Uchterard, for me... Um, that game was a lot about what Uchterard really, really did well um, against an inexperienced Carlos Strand team. But we all know what Carlos Strand can do when you write them off. And they could catch a couple of teams yet in this group, you know? So, yeah, that's that, that was the second game there. It was weird, 12 points to 3-2. And I think they missed uh, a fairly close-in chance as well. They could have drew, drawn it, you know? The losses uh, there, uh, like it's, they've obviously lost players this year. Poor Calistrand, but then when Alan names out that list, like it, it's a huge amount of significant players. 
Yeah, it is. It's a it's a it's a massive massive gulp of their squad. They've lost there, like um, and uh, as Alice said, the big thing for me, it's a new management in. He's trying to employ uh, probably trying to find a system that he's trying to play for them and play with them, uh, suit them. Yeah, look, it, it's it was a tough game for Kardashian. Um, obviously the scoreboard probably doesn't say that. I in terms of ever, I was speaking to anyone that said Uchtered were well impressive and that the scoreboard nearly was it was cra- a crazy ending. Um, but yeah, look, look at Carlos. Like as Alan said, Carlos will never die. They'll they'll put all everything on me down, itching the train, and they can imagine it, putting their hearts into it again, trying to get just trying to get two points on the board the next in round two. Will it be in the back of their minds just about survival this year and try and uh, cement their senior status point? Um, yeah, I, I I can imagine they probably won't like me saying it as a head for man, but I, I'd say they're they're looking at just trying to survive and probably get another year of experience into some players like I know they have some young a young for Kieran Donlan there I know I've seen him playing under 19 a few times and he's a fabulous footballer and I've I, I seen him actually in the junior game for them against Anna Down and he was he's electrifying like he gets the ball he turns he takes on his man he's direct he goes for goal and he like I think they have they probably want to get a, a year's experience into him same with a lot of a lot of players I know so and then obviously the likes of Johnny McGrath steering at the back. I think they, I think they should be able to secure uh, senior status again. Yeah, I think I think it was three under 19s that met up their forward line: Adam McGree, Kieran Donnan, and Kim Malloy. So like that's half your forwards. It's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the performers that caught my eye actually for Jared Allen, Eric Lee at eleven, very impressive yeah. this weekend. Very very impressive. Yeah. Um, as I was saying to you, I, I, I don't know them all to, to look at. I, I need the programme in front of me. But he, he was very, very impressive. He led the line well, caught a few balls, set up a few um, scores. Um, but I just thought that they looked like a team. They, they, I just thought they were they all knew what they were doing and coming from all over the place. And like it, it's interesting there, you know, Parik mentioned Kieran Donnellan, but um, the cornerback that was on Kieran Donnellan, Kieran Donnellan was running back the way for most of the first half, trying to 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 cope with him, you know. Um, so they have such they, they had such a threat coming from uh, from every place, but and then of course they have the lads to come back from America as well. So yeah, Uchtarard are definitely moving in the, um, in the right direction. Definitely moving in the right direction. Lots of pace all over the team as well. Yeah, so Carvin and Uchtarard there, um, they're joining the top of the minute, two points each. Um, the other game part was a draw between Kalana and Berna and. I think Killana are really going to regret this when you consider uh, they, they missed the penalty where James Kane saved us and then uh, both teams spread his balls. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably, I think I think Killana were, were missing their free taker, uh, Keane Fowler, was he? I think he, he wasn't he wasn't playing at the weekend for them. Uh, like he was going into the game, that's a, probably a big loss, losing your free taker. Uh, Johnny Heaney missed the penalty for it was one penalty and then he scored another I think as well so yeah they'll probably be um, they'll be kicking themselves they didn't come out with two points on the board but probably at the same time we're happy I think Barron had a chance later on to win the game and they'll be happy to get out of there with the point at the end I'd say Where do you see both of those sides in relation to that group? They're in uh, obviously I, I for me, I think Curfin is out. It'll probably be the top two in terms of Curfin. Looks like the first, but I think then it's between them, Clannan and uh, Berna. Well, Clannan, Berna, Uchtarard, and Carlos Strand. There's a battle there for third on. Like um, probably 
the draw for both of them keeps them the hunt for a third both alive for them. But for Oakley they'll be kind of saying to themselves they just want to try beat Killan and Amberna and uh, put in two good performances against the likes of Sawtill and Curafin. And that's not saying they won't knock the, they won't beat them either. Like uh, I, I, I do believe I, I do read on. I think Oakley are one of the most direct running teams, and I've never seen. Even when we play them, like they have runners off shoulders all the time. I've I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it's, it's it's brilliant. Like that. Alan Murphy has them well coached. But for Clan and Berna, I think they'll both be eyeing up. They'll they secretly they'll be eyeing up that third spot and trying to get it. Yeah, it really is open that third spot there, um, Alan, isn't it? As Paul touched on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's it's an interesting group. All right. And uh, it is. Anything could happen and probably will uh, as it goes on. And uh, I actually love the format. I, I love the format of the extra game, we'd say, compared to the Mayo Championship or the extra two games for the, the group of six. Um, I, I, I do. It, it's, you know, you have a chance to recover from if you have a bad day or a lot of injuries or, or something like that. And it, and it makes it interesting. I think that group will go down to the wire for that, for that third spot. Just something I want I want to bring you both in on here and before we move on to uh, Group 3. Uh, Montbelli with a standout performance at the weekend. Um, Clara Finn with a standout performance. Mike Cullen with a standout performance. And Saltillo are going to bounce back with Finnerty and Mayer. Is there a gap for it between them four and the rest at the minute? I, I wouldn't so much call it uh, well, yeah, it's probably a gap, but I, I wouldn't so much call it as a massive gap or anything. I, I do think them four teams have taken probably, they're, they're probably at that 10% extra. They probably have more players coming through that are pushing and they're a more established squad. I do see, though, the likes of Uchtarard. Then there's like Claire, Claire Galway as well. I know they were missing a few against Montpellier, but then... <laughs> Tume, like Tume, yeah. Like I, I do think them teams are closing in on them and I don't see as much of a gap as there used to be before, I suppose. Do you see them teams coming in challenging them, Um To quarterfinal, semi-final, I definitely do, yeah. I, I think it comes back to depth of squad. Um, I've touched on it a few times today, even when Barry was doing the power rankings, but um, I think, you know, what Moy Cullen and Saul Till and Montbelli, Moylock and Kerr Finn in particular have is you can go down, you know, you can go right down to number 26, 27, 28 and you're getting either really good underage players that have come through your own ranks or seasoned senior players that have, you know, done things and won things in the past. Um, for the, for there, I think there's a small gap between the top five and six and then the next four or five and I think there's another little gap then between the last three or four that are going to be battling for um, against the relegation. But I think the the, the depth of squad is is a huge is a huge factor for um, for any of these teams that's going to be in the top four because between injuries, holidays, going away, all of that stuff, you know, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, it really is going to be interesting to see their teams uh, close in on them. But it is so early yet in the championship. Uh, in Group 3, Montbellu uh, comfortably really dispatched uh, Claire Galway. There was never really any stage where they were too worried. Just with Montbellu, uh, Barry McGee was someone you've played with and know you're friendly with him, but has Val Daly got something out of Barry McGee that maybe 
other managers haven't. Yeah, it looks like, to be fair, like you're going back probably the last even two, three years looking at Montpellier. I think Barry has been um, himself and Infinity have been their two marquee forwards for them. They seem to, uh, you go out and you say, all right, we have to mark Infinity and Barry McHugh, but they seem to always get on top of their men, do well. And to be fair to Barry, like the two of them work together uh, very well. Like they feed off each other and Barry is not as an unselfish player with the ball in, in terms of he'd always find the man in the best position. But on top of that, then he's probably one of the best boots in the senior championship on top of it. So for me, yeah, Barry seems to have, Vala seems to have got something out of him. Uh, the ability was always there with him. It was just about finding the right uh, look, I suppose, for him that suited him. What have you seen in his game that he has progressed? I what I, I really like I, what I like really like about him is he, he always he always plays with his head up like he'd be sore on the ball and he'd be always looking to see if there's a score on if there'd be a pass on inside he's very and then on top of that he can ex- execute it so perfectly because he does have he has a range of kicking off the ground from his hands and it, it is really an ability that not many of the forwards have in goal. Having you slightly fancy Montpellier? Um, I do, yeah, based on a couple of things. I think it's very hard for, we'd say, well, we say for, for Moy Cullen to do, to do back-to-back and, you know, like winning a Connacht Club title and then come back. And hunger is a massive problem. It can be a massive problem. And... Um, if you don't have real competition for places. And Michael and do have real competition for places. So hunger may not be a problem, but it is their fourth year on the road because they won in 2020, didn't win in 2021, won it in 2022, and now we're back to 2023. So they're four years on the road. I know they've added some quality from their own underage and, and whatever. Um, but there's just something about Mount Bellew. I, I mean, I had a friend at the game the last day and I like... I. We saw them in the flesh. We played them in 2020 at the end of COVID. We actually played Anna Down and we played Mount Bellew and Mylock in two, like there, there were challenge matches down in Knockmore, but there must have been 2,000 people at them because, you know, pe- people just wanted to get out and do that again. And the physical size um, of Mount Bellew, um, and actually I was talking to one of the Mount Bellew players lately and they, they, the night they came to play us, First thing that I noticed was their physical size. They're they're absolutely they're huge men all over the pitch. And then I had a friend there. He was at the the game in Tume with Kagawe, and he said they he just thought their physical size. He's not from Galway. He's from out of the county. And he says their physical size and their conditioning, and um, were the two most apparent things. And the the squad depth that they have, you know, um. So like for example, like he was kind of raving about James Foley and um, is it Luke Donlan and a few more like that. Leo Donlan, um, yeah. Yeah, Leo Donlan, yeah. So um, I just I just think based on, I think they will be really there, thereabouts um, this year. I just think that uh, depending on the day, there's certain days that suit them more. Um, their physical size, their conditioning, plus they'll be hurt about last year and not getting a second one. Um, I just it's just going to be fascinating uh, between those those four teams that we've al- um, already talked about um, and Val you know Val is, uh, it'll be driving them on so 
yeah, it's 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 fascinating, really, the 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 different strengths of uh, the four teams. But if my Cullen's hunger is stays where it should be and and where it could be, and as somebody said about James McCarthy the last day, a friend of mine said he played like he had no medals, and um, and I think that's the key for probably my Cullen that they're going to have to play like they have no medals, because if they don't, I think Mount Bellew will be there. I think Kerfin, we know they can play like as if they have no medals after winning three All-Ireland club titles on the road, which is just an unbelievable achievement. But that's in their locker as well. And Salt Hill, when they get everyone back, and then maybe one or two to come out of the pack that would get to a semi-final. So it's, it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating, the whole, you know, the whole lead up to it. And I, I just love when the whole club scene is back. It really, really has me planning my, my weekends to be, well, how many matches can I, can I get in, you know? Yeah, it's it's great as well around this time of year. Um, rumors have already started with different lads linked for transfers and stuff, which which is uh, great as well. But just on uh, Montbellu uh, Pork, James Foley was obviously let go from the Galway panel in uh, January. It was probably the first time from most people that they've seen him. But like one one, I think he finished with at the weekend, and I'd say within his own mind, he's out here to prove a point. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think he's a fabulous footballer. I think he's his reading of the game is absolutely superb, and he's a driving forward. And then he, on top of that, then he's a, a brilliant eye for a goal and a brilliant boot to kick and scores. I do agree with Alan in the sense Montpellier are an awful jack horse. They they're absolute giants of men, a lot of them. And uh, then on top of it, they have the likes of Michael Daly, experienced footballer at that, going back close to full fitness at the moment. It's another massive addition. Then. I know Infinity didn't play at the weekend for them. He'll be he'll be back probably round two, three. Yeah, look, it's it's making for an exciting championship. Uh, James James Foley, going back to him, obviously he's he he will have a point to prove. He's probably saying to Porik, "Watch me and uh, put me down for next year." So uh, you can imagine a lot of them will that be that way. And even for themselves, they just go out with a point to prove. They didn't. I'd say they didn't like taking losing that county final last year and probably lost it on a case where they didn't really show up on the day at all. So their hunger will be back as stronger than ever, I'd imagine. Just on the other game in uh, Group 3 Park, it was Michaels who just about got over the line uh, against Dunmore McHale's in the end, 2-8-1-7. Yeah, um, I, it was funny. It was last week. Uh, Barry was like to me, I was still in nappies when we, uh, the time Dunmore used to play uh, senior football and I wouldn't know much about it I, I wouldn't to be honest uh, but from even just going around to the game at the, on Friday night they were all saying it's great to have Dunmore back playing senior football again it's probably a tough one to take for Dunmore um, that's Tune would probably be their second home you have to probably look back through the years Tune is where they'd always play uh, they will be probably frustrated from losing the game but to be fair I've seen Tiger Malley made a a point blank save with a, a minute to go. I've seen um more will be feel like they probably left it left it behind them. But Michael's our team, young, and they have the shade of experienced players like Dave Canan, and they've then young players coming through, and then they've been running into come back to the full. I think Michael's are dark horse. They got to a semi final last year, uh, probably weren't, I think, or a quarter final maybe, and they weren't too uh, happy with their performance in that game. So they look to obviously push on, try to get another step further along the line from this year. Yeah, uh, they definitely will have regrets uh, that had that penalty, probably similar to Kalanen, um 
Alan, but particularly for Dunmore coming up from intermediate, like if you get that first win in your game, there's, there's massive momentum. Yeah, no, like Dunmore, a club with huge tradition. I, I remember in, when I was playing myself with Natmore, we, we, there was a very prestigious tournament in Ballinac called the Shannon Medals. And, you know, Dunmore would always be down. Um, Dunmore would have been, you know, Tomb Stars would have come down. Um, and there's, there's, so there's a huge tradition down there. And it's great to see them back in senior football as well. But, um, you know, they went the whole way to, did they go to the Intermediate Club final last year? Or semi final? They lost to Galbally yeah. in the end. Yeah, to Galbally from Tyrone. So that was a long year. And then they're back. And um, now it's senior championship. They just need to get that first uh, win under the belt. They've also, I was actually in the Idri one evening there having a cup of coffee and um, there was a Dunmore wedding on and, and I just got talking to a few people I know of down there mostly um, through ladies football but they were telling me that you know there was a few lads going to Australia one or two injured one or two so their squad, is thinned, yeah, and their, their squad has thinned out a little bit and they're now up in senior football where it's you know you, you don't really get too many second chances so um, I think for Dunmore they need to consolidate and you try and get a, a win or two under their belt and then kind of maybe express themselves in the last game or two if they can. But uh, they probably would have targeted that game the last night, especially in June, as Parik was saying. They would have won a lot of big games in June, um, even there in their run to the All-Ireland Club final. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. Second year too for, I, I don't know, is that the management, um, is that their second year in the management there? It's always, second year is always kind of a hard year. You have to come up with a few new ideas. You have to push on a few things. And if things start going wrong, um, you know, you can come under pressure. But I think Dunmore, because of the tradition they have and the love of football and and that they will they'll figure it out and, and um be nice to see them survive in anyhow because you know it's a football stronghold down there. As well, Michael will be happy with the way they finished that game, won't they slotting away a goal in injury time? Yeah, definitely. They will uh... Look at it. It, it. I I do think that is a tough, tough group. Like there's Montpellier, Clairvaux, Michaels, Chum, and Dunmore. Like it's five tough teams there on par with each other. So Michaels will be delighted to get up and run and get two points on the board. Now they can build for the second round. Like they just have to. They just have like probably try pick off a result maybe against Montpellier, Chum, or Clairvaux. They won't fear. Won't fear going in playing any of them teams. Um. Colum Tobin there is a young, enthusiastic coach. Like he's, he has a real good system going for himself in there, and and the, and the backroom team. But they 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 won't fear anyone going into round two. I feel to be honest, so they will be delighted to get up and run and get two points on the board. There go as well. We just didn't really touch on them in that group. Uh, they obviously came up short against Montpellier, but like they're going to be. They're, they're, I'm sure that management team are just keen to get Jacqueline and Nathan Granger back. Yeah, definitely. Like the, I, I know they were missing a good few bodies there at the weekend um, against Montpellier. So um, going in, obviously they had all the hope and uh, optimistic of beating Mount, my, uh, Montpellier. But looking forward, they're probably saying we'd have taken that loss if if that was our first game and try to move on now for the rest of the championship and lay down America and come out of that group. Yeah, as well with that, Alan, it was. Uh... Peter Dibley, their centre-back, Darren Hennessy, their midfielders, both went off with hamstring injuries. So they were already under strength and then to get two blows like that early on. 
Yeah, I think Barry touched on it as well when he was doing the power rankings. He, he thought that, uh, and he was right. I think he was right. He's a clever man. That was good to get that game up and done first. Um, but probably they're trying to get through that game with no injuries. Um, and unfortunately, that's not the way it turned out because centre-back and midfielder, as you mentioned them there, two key men for them, um, are now injured. But they have two weeks to have the, the two, two or three boys that are in America uh, to come back and that um, their underage talent is just it's just off the charts. Um, but, you know, um, there's clubs in Mayo that their underage talent is off the charts and it doesn't always come through. And I think probably Kilgore going forward are going to have to look at that and see how do they turn um, that underage success. And I suppose there's no formula for it. You just keep trying things and trying things and you get success. But if, it, if, if it's to do with underage talent, then they're going to have you know, many successful years. Uh, but getting underage talent into a senior setup and becoming competitive and becoming getting to the last four and getting to finals, then that's a big challenge for them. Have you ever worked together? Uh, as, as have you ever worked uh, with Alan? Uh, Pork has ever been over any of your teams? <laughs> um, we're cousins. Yeah. We're cousins. Do you know that? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have. I, I he's uh, popped his head in a few of our sessions. Um, gave us a helping hand when we needed it. Uh, yeah, his his sessions are intense. <laughs> I tell you that there's a lot of blood flowing in it. What's he like to coach, Alan? Oh, he's very excellent. Leader. He'd want to brush up and take penalties. That's the only thing he needs to do. (laughs) Yeah, Boris, you were getting um, tagged in a few penalties over uh, the weekend. Yeah, I was, yeah. Look, uh, I've heard enough about an hour the weekend. I think I just want to move on off of it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's uh, all on our uh, podcast for today. Um, That's the opening round of the Galway uh, Senior Football Championship um, Intermediate and now get underway with the next round of action and we'll have round two but that's all uh, for today. Thanks for coming on. Let's